Warning, the stories you're about to hear are detailed accounts of shenanigans, pranks, and some mistakes that are meant to replicate the sort of discussions that veterans have when they reunite over a cold beverage and do not depict the professional daily actions of the military at large. We hope to make you laugh, but not to disrespect our proud men and women in uniform. Listener discretion is advised. Camo Comedy, where we take a humorous look at the lighter side of military service. We got a big show for you today, but before we jump into it, if you like what we're doing here, give us a subscribe, give us a follow, whatever they call it on your podcasting platform. And while you're at it, give us a five-star rating, write us a review, as that makes us more relevant in the algorithm and boosts the overall visibility of the show. But word-of-mouth advertising is just oh so powerful, so if you tell some friends, I will love you forever. Okay, let's jump into the show. I'm your host, Aaron Wolf. Joining me again today is call sign Dome Peace. Dome Peace, thanks for coming back, man. It's always a pleasure to have you in here. Yeah, man. I had a great time last time. Looking forward to it today. <laughs> oh, my God. We've got call sign Brown Bag that just came into the studio. Hey, man, you want to say hi? Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> Brown Bag is in the building. Ba- Brown Bag is Thank in the here. building, man. Happy to have you in here, man. So check this out. One of the things that I've learned is that Army infantry dudes have got some boundary issues, right? Fact. So, and it, they happen to be hilarious. So check this out. Whenever you go on uh, pre-deployment training or any kind of training where you're away from your own home station base, uh, you're going to be staying in hotels, things of that nature. It is customary that after the duty day, people are like, hey, man, yeah. where are we going to dinner? Are we going to have a couple drinks after that? You know, they, they, you know, what are they going to do with their free time to, you know, they're away from their families and they're with their, their military family, right? Yeah, for sure. These uh, infantry guys wrap up the duty day and we're going to call them Bob and Jimmy. So Bob's like, hey, man, it takes me 15, 20 minutes to get ready. Uh, Come meet me over over at my hotel room and we'll just go out to dinner from there and have a couple drinks, man. It'll be a blast, right? Yeah. So Jimmy realizes that he's got a window and if he rushes and gets ready, he can go and scare Bob, right? So he just goes, he showers, he gets changed, everything really quick. It takes him about seven, eight minutes, right? And he goes storming over to Bob's hotel room, right? And he sees that Bob has mistakenly left his hotel room ajar. And so right there, Jimmy picks up speed. He's storming, boom, 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 boom. And then Boom, he kicks open the door, right? And uh, yeah. and like takes a hard right, and right there's the bathroom door. He can hear that Bob is in there taking a shower, so he kicks in the bathroom <laughs> oh, no. door and immediately whips open the shower curtain, right? Yeah. Surprising Bob. Yahtzee. <laughs> now, what Jimmy did not realize was Bob was in there masturbating. <laughs> right? Uh, of course from, he was. Because from Bob's perspective, he said, I said 15 to 20 minutes, right? Yeah, he had all the time. He's seven or eight minutes into that, so he's got plenty of time to go. He's only halfway <laughs> through the lowest point of the initial time hack that they had established. Oh, right? yeah. So, and he should have known better, I would say, because anytime like, you know you're going to be getting ready and you could get got, then you yeah. should expect something like that to probably happen, right? Yeah, and not so, leave your door open. <laughs> people got to make their own entertainment when they're on the road, right? So they fuck with their buddies, right? Yeah. So... <clears throat> It's important to note that Bob doesn't stop jerking off. (laughs) He's like, hey, man, I'm fully committed here. Like, I'm going to keep going. From Bob's perspective, he's in there and he hears a little something. He's going to town, right? He's just enjoying himself before his night out with the buddies. Yeah. And he's like, did I just hear 
And just to kind of like, he's like, maybe I should face the wall. And right about that time, he kicks in the bathroom door and whips open the shower curtain. Jimmy does, right? Yeah. So, but it's important to also note that if you get caught masturbating and you stop, you got caught masturbating. Yes. However, if you get caught beaten off and you continue, then that person is just a perv watching you beat off. Yes. It's so a- it's all about taking a stand, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so anyway, yeah, that's a simple fun story where, you know, these infantry guys maybe have some boundary issues, but you got to make your own entertainment on the road, right? Yeah, for sure. Learning boundaries uh, sometimes takes place when you're, you're on the fly and you're getting to meet new people, right? Sure, yeah. So the, the next one's in the 90s, late 90s, right? Okay. It's, it's a joint operation with some U.S. forces and some U.K. forces. Okay, so you right? got some British military in there nice yeah, some, some british Brits. Br- yeah some brits but both both combat career fields right um in in both doing some some work together right <laughs> well if you have never been around the brits the brits love to party yeah and they love to fight not saying the americans don't americans love to party and i'm not saying they like to fight but the brits really love to fist fight for whatever yeah. reason like you can get in a knockdown drag out with a guy you were just having laughs with yeah and then as soon as it's done they're like let's go get a pint and then you're drinking again with those guys right they, they I love it man. yeah they love to fist fight and and it and it's not the personal they just like to do it right yeah and so it's cool right well rough, rough and tumble dudes man you get that kind of thing yeah for sure so this 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 particular group of Americans they'd been they'd been hanging with the Brits cool cool you know just nice, having yeah, fun they've been partying that. working hard partying hard <laughs> getting in fights drinking pints whatever you know nineties so, yeah yeah man. so so they're having a good time right well this one particular guy he he thought that he had he'd really gotten to be pretty close he'd gotten to know him he he learned you know where like what he was cool with what they were cool with so they're getting ready to pull out they'd been with these guys for two months uh, right around two months right okay and uh they're getting ready to pull out last couple nights and they they have a one club where they're at kind of kind of a club thing right and they have a uso band that comes in that's nobody famous it's 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 nothing like that but it's just a band that's traveling around trying to entertain the troops right and and they're singing country music that's that's pretty much all they're singing right okay well this is a mixed bag and you know i I don't know how huge country is in in the uk 1990s probably not that big yeah so so uh they're they're they played their you know a couple sets and they're getting ready to take a break between sets okay so you know the, the lead singer's like hey we're gonna be back like 30 minutes whatever as soon as he gets off the mic there's like a, a, a set a few seconds of just quiet before the the, the crowd starts talking amongst themselves and it gets right. loud in that quiet time this british this british guy from the back yells we want to hear some rotten row play us some rotten row so so you know clearly he, he wasn't feeling the country vibe well this this guy who who'd been hanging with him this whole time he's you know half in the bag they're all drinking together yeah he's at a table with all of his american counterparts yeah and he stands up with a pint and it's still quiet in here everybody's looking and he's like yeah we want to hear some beatles maybe a little roy stones right <laughs> now he's not british clearly they know this they've been partying together for yeah. two months he's like yeah man this is hilarious until he looks over and he sees all the brits and they don't find it so funny So he was doing this all in good natured fun thinking like hey we're cool i can kind of poke fun yeah 
Not it, so much. Not so, and well, these guys like to fight. They do like to fight. And his whole table is laughing. All Uh-oh. the Americans are laughing. They think it's just Uh-oh. as funny as he did. <laughs> I see where this right? is going. And then next thing you know, now now, now that it starts getting real contentious, this spills into the parking lot in front of this club, right? <laughs> and there's a whole lot of yelling and pushing and whatever. Oh, and uh, the, the local uh, MPs are showing up. You know, they're trying to quell the, the thing. And all of a sudden, yeah. you know, like in the end, they, they all ended up dialing it down. Yeah. And what did they do what they always did they went and had a pint together <laughs> that's an awesome story man yeah. very 90s know your audience i guess yeah when you're telling uh when you're telling jokes all right so dude check out this next story man this one takes place with um a unique military cat let's say right and he got the wild idea that um you know, carving up roast beef with regular cutlery is just not good enough. He wanted a motherfucking machete, right? No. So he he <laughs> yes. finds a nice Gerber machete at a decent price and was like, I'm going to look like a badass cutting up some roast beef with a motherfucking machete. I mean, I want to hang out with that guy. Yeah, it sounds like an interesting guy, right? Yeah. So he gets home and, you know, does like the whetstone, you know, sh- uh, shaves it up, makes it nice and sharp. Yeah. Then he realizes he doesn't have a roast. So what the fuck are you going to do with a machete now? Like, you just got the machete. I got to do something. You got to use it. And then he realizes he's got a nice stack of mail. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to open the mail with a fucking machete, right? Um, It's a bold move. So he's just like, all right, you know, let's be careful. We got to be cautious. And um, so he he makes sure to, to pluck each individual bill out and just kind of like, you know, where the two flaps come on one side, he just holds it at one corner, kind of inches in the blade of the machete and then goes shing and opens up the mail, right? He yeah. rinse and repeats this a couple times, goes through. He might stab a couple bills that he's pissed at. Yep. <laughs> you know, normal stuff, right? Yeah. And he's just like, okay, whatever. And then he realizes he's got a nice package, a nice box that has come. He's like, all right, while well, you're on this kick. Got to open the box with a fucking machete, right? So he sits down, crisscross applesauce. We're going to be really safe here, right? So we're going to make sure, again, the blade is angled away from So he just kind of comes in one side and shing, just takes off right side, left side. And then he's realizing it's a little fiddly. It's kind of hard to get an angle when you're sitting crisscross applesauce with a package in front of you holding a machete to not be aiming the blade at your body in either left or right configuration. Cause you know, you're kind of committed at this point yeah. and it's just like, okay, we're just going to be careful. So he inches in the blade a little bit to the, to the two flaps at the top and he's kind of just sliding it through and making sure to be very delicate to make sure he can cut right through the tape and he gets hung up on a piece of fiber, very carefully, just applying a little bit of pressure, very carefully, very carefully, all of a sudden that fiber gives way and then shink, right? The the blade whips around 90 degrees and slaps him right in his naked shin, <laughs> fillets open his shin. Oh man. Looks instantaneously blood everywhere and he's and just immediately he's like, Well, this didn't work out. Yeah, right? no kidding, right? Not, not not how he had it now, not how he saw it. Yeah, not now it's time to go to the hospital. You've had enough badassery for one day. Uh, so he makes a nice clean bandage out of paper towels and some duct tape, and he drives himself to the closest emergency room. I just want to point out paper towels and duct tape is 
Did he learn that in TCCC? I don't think he did. Yeah. I think he was just improvising. He's like, well, I got this <laughs> stuff, and it's a short drive over to the next medical clinic, so we're going to go in there. Now, a guy's got a pretty good sense of humor, so and he realizes yeah. that this is going to be pretty epic to explain to the people, and there's no of sense in trying to lie. So he just cruises up to the front at the emergency room, and they see a trail of blood that's come in behind him, and he's got a bloody leg with some duct tape and everything, and they're just like, <laughs> oh, what the fuck is this guy's deal? <laughs> I can only imagine what they were thinking. <laughs> so he goes right up. Up, kind of slaps his hand down on the table. He's like, I need some stitches, I think. And they're, they're, they look at his wound and they're like, you think? Yeah. He's like, yeah. And so they're doing the, their cursory, you know, uh, questioning, like, are you hurting yourself? You know, how did this happen? That, that kind of stuff. And he's just like, nope. I uh, I was opening the mail with a machete and I cut myself. <laughs> <laughs> so now you see like all of the nurses kind of like raising up and then coming closer. Not not because they really wanted to do anything, but they wanted to listen. In. Yeah, they they're want like, to hear oh, this story. Like, okay. How, how did you say you did this? And just like I was opening the mail with a machete and I caught myself in the shin. It's a normal thing. Like it, it could have happened to anybody, right? Yeah. It's so normal that all the ER staff who sees all kinds of things. All kinds of crazy stuff. Have to stop what they're doing around. to gather around. Right? They're all gathering around. They're like, okay, are you depressed? Are you like cutting? He's like, have you ever heard of somebody depressed opening their mail with a machete? <laughs> Yeah. And so they're like, okay, good point. Anyway, long story short, they, they, they take him back. They take him to an exam room where he sits and yeah. waits for hours, right? You know, it's not the biggest emergency in the world. He didn't hit anything vital, just ripped open a big yeah. wad of skin. And you got a nurse practitioner that comes in. She applies some stitches, right? Yep. Gets them all stitched up and says, hey, wait here. A doctor is going to talk to you about going forward and all that kind of stuff. The nurse practitioner leaves, waits for a while. One of his buddies ends up calling him on the phone. Of course, nobody knew that he was in the emergency room at this point. So buddy calls. They start chatting like, hey, man, you know, like I'm at the emergency room. Right about that time, the doctor comes in. So he hits. He's like, hey, hold on a second. The doctor's coming in. Let me hit mute. And so he does a double tap on mute. He thinks he just hit mute once, but he ends up hitting it twice. So it was a mute, then unmute. And then he sets it down on the exam table. <laughs> of course, the doctor's coming in and say, hey, you know, we got you all stitched up. What you want to do is you want to make sure that you're you're showering, keeping the area clean. You don't want to be in any like hot tubs or baths or any pools of water. You just want to make sure you keep it out of the dirty water. So right about that time, he hears from his phone, his friends say, oh, he likes it in the dirty water. <laughs> <laughs> and then the doctor freezes and says, "Yes, what was that? Yeah, my buddy just called me before. Uh, I thought I put him on mute. Apparently I didn't. And then the doctor goes, oh, one of those friends. And he's like, yeah, it, it's cool. You can laugh. Like we're, it, this is a good time we're having here. Right. So yeah, that was about, that was about that, man. I'm sure that doctor got a lot of mileage retelling that story at the nurse's station later. Oh yeah. That guy had to have been a legend. They were just <laughs> yeah. like, bro, did you get a load of this idiot that's over here cutting open his mail with a freaking machete? <laughs> oh, for sure, man. <laughs> you know, we're going to move this to basic training because we love some basic training stories. Oh yeah. I love basic training stories. It's basic training. And every now and then you get some high ranking individuals, right? Right. And now to explain, you know, the, the, there's officer grades and enlisted grades, right? right? right. And, and in enlisted, you have, you know, E1 through E9s. And then you have in the officers, you have O1s through O10s, right? All right. And 
this this was a Fulberg colonel. So there's lieutenant colonels, and then there's a Fulberg colonel. Right. Where a Fulberg colonel, yeah, you, you see him in the movie. They have the it looks like the Fulberg yeah. on their collar, right? Yeah, absolutely. A lieutenant colonel has like an oak leaf cluster. It looks right. like a little oak leaf, right? Well, this is a Fulberg colonel, and he he decides he wants to come visit some basic trainees. He wants to see he wants to see what's going on down there. He want he wants to see exactly how the troops are do. living, how the morale is, you, you, well, all the things. So, yeah. When, in the military, we call this a dog and pony show, right? All right. We're gonna have to get ready for the dog and pony show and uh you know that i'm sure the drill sergeants are around like hey you only tell this colonel like if he asks how you're doing this is the best place you don't love anything better this is the you can't imagine being anywhere else in the world than that basic trainee flight right there right right and and uh you don't tell them anything else these guys are all new to the military so they're new to the dog and pony show well this colonel shows up and he's asking he's talking he walks up to this one specific basic trainee and he says do you know what rank i am because right? in basic training, you're learning to identify the right. ranks, right? Yeah, you're going through all of the the basics, yeah. right, of basic training. And so this young troop is like, um, yeah, you're a colonel, sir. And he okay. says, yeah, he says, you know, they, they have another name for that. Do you know what that is? And he's <laughs> like, a spread eagle colonel. <laughs> A spread eagle colonel? That's amazing. And, of course, it's called a Fulberg colonel. Now, this colonel, I'm sure he just wanted to die inside laughing, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. He knows he doesn't need to tear into this kid because... You know, the, the drill sergeant's going to take care of all that when he leaves, and he right. knows this, right? So he keeps his military brain. He's like, um, no, it's called a Fulberg colonel. And the kid, <laughs> this kid, it's like, he's like, oh, okay, sir. And, you know, like he, he takes he takes the, uh, you know, the new takes information. The yeah, he takes it. Yeah. <laughs> and so this colonel continues to go around, you know, and he's, he's doing the rest of his visit. And the, the very second he walks out... His drill sergeant, who, by the way, is a 230-pound stacked guy from Jamaica, right? Oh, shit. He just comes, like, beelining Intimidating for this kid. Intimidating dude to say Yeah, right? Least. Like, he just comes beelining for this kid, and he's just like, spread eagle, spread eagle, <laughs> I'll spread you. And, oh, shit. Oh, man, like, he's just tearing oh, he was into this it. kid, right? <laughs> I mean, but I'm sure, I don't know where that person is now, but he's got an amazing story where in basic training, he looked at a full bird colonel and said it was a spread eagle colonel. You know, oh yeah. Now that I think about it, I definitely think that a spread eagle colonel needs to be a rank available in my merch store when I get that together. <laughs> yes. Yes. You get promoted to spread eagle colonel. <laughs> checking out the camo comedy show podcast if you like what we're doing here and you want to participate in this community there are many different ways that you can contribute first and foremost tell somebody about the show word of mouth advertising is very powerful and we really appreciate you for helping us out if you have any funny military stories of your own or know somebody who does with their permission of course you can contribute those stories via email at stories at camocomedy.com that's stories s-t-o-r-i-e-s at c-a-m-m-o-c-o-m-e-d-y dot com or if you're not too good at the internet drop us a voicemail at area code 531-222-6146 that's area code 531-222-6146 that's right we're giving away our phone number. We want funny military stories from all eras. So if you're not from a generation that's heavily online, we don't want there to be a barrier for participation. We have a lot of big plans for this show and building this community to support veterans. We will announce here soon. So stay tuned. All right. I'm going to go have a nice, spicy bullet chili. Later. Later.